You're listening to the Ecological Podcast, all about our positive partnerships with horses and other animals through work and play. Your hosts are Rebecca Bayliss from Little Green Stables and Kate Blackmore from Ecological Positive Partnerships. Did you know, Becky, that we have a (laughs) Patreon site? Do we, Kate? We do! Oh, I love our Patreon site. I may be a little bit biased, but I think it's pretty awesome. Frickin' awesome! (laughs) So do you know what kind of content we have in there? Tell us. Go on, I'll tell you. So we have Forage Fridays, Muscle Mondays. We have all the sessions that you have with Trudy recorded and on there. All the behind the scenes stuff. The visits that I go do, for example, working with feral donkeys and how we get around that. All our workarounds, warts and all. Yeah. It's all there. Behaviour. Behaviour. We have forage. We have different species that we work with. We have... Fun little videos that we create on how to make herbal teas and stuff. Yeah, we have anatomy. We have enrichment ideas. Oh, there's tons. There is tons. There's lots and lots. And anybody that we interview as well, that goes on Patreon, doesn't it? Because you actually get to see their face. Yeah. On Zoom. Yeah. yeah. So our Shauna videos on there. Yeah. Absolutely. Our Heather Moffat one. Jesse Samson, Dr. Did you Emily Kisson is going on there. <laughs> <laughs> you just go to the top of the Patreon page and you can just search by the categories. So you can have training or targeting or stationary targeting. Loading. Loading. Loads of different stuff on there. It is only £8.33 a month. Yeah, for our Patreon site, which I think for the amount of content we get is great. And we have such a lovely group of patrons, but we want more people over, don't we? We We want to get the discussion started more. We do. And also our patrons will always get exclusive first choice to the events that we are holding and our CPD days. And they're in there too, actually, aren't they? They are. They are. We've got feature-length movies about feet and, and gut, gut biomes. Yeah, I know. Very so good. much content. So how can we get on? How can you find us on Patreon? Well, what you can do is just search for Little Green Stables and you will find it. And often with our social media posts, we're linking into that Patreon site. So you can just find one of our social media posts too. Or just Google Patreon Little Green Stables. Let's confuse Hello, Trudy. Hello, Kate. Hi. Hello. Um, so we're we're having a threesome Zoom, <laughs> and it's our <laughs> dismount discussion. Which, um, yeah. <laughs> so um, a couple of weeks ago, I posted a video of me riding Reg, and we were using a green mat to dismount from our riding. Um, and I posted that on Facebook and shared it, and we got quite a lot of attention. I think Trudy's frozen. Just whilst we're waiting for Trudy to unfreeze. I'm here, I'm ad hocking. <laughs> um, so, no, ad libbing, is it? Not ad hoc, ad libbing. Um, so, yes, yeah, so we are talking about that post, aren't we, Becky? Because it got a lot of comments and it was that, and everybody was very divided, which was really interesting. And great to have that conversation and that discussion going. Yeah. It's good. We had a lot of um, very constructive 
feedback. We had a lot of comments. Um, we had some more in depth than others, but we certainly got people thinking. And I think that that's what we kind of wanted. And also, we also wanted to showcase some of the stuff that you can train, I think, as well. Yeah. And I think one of the the real things that hit home to me and I can I can completely understand I guess where people are coming from is the idea that if I give my horse that choice it's going to choose that mat every time yeah so it's a weird one isn't it because you 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 just assume that that will be the case yeah you know but but I think that's an int why why do people who ride their horses potentially think that their horses might not want to be riding them. That, that I find quite interesting in itself, which is a little bit of an aside from what we're sort of, you know, the thrust of this chat. But I did think that was quite interesting that people assume that horses like riding so little that they'll just go to the mat all the time. <laughs> so that was quite telling. <laughs> mm, absolutely, I completely agree. And I think with, if anybody was watching the post without any history of watching uh, how Becky and Reggie work together and, and how you work with your other horses, um, I think that that people obviously, yeah, just assumed that that would happen and, and are scared of it because that would happen with their horse. And, you know, that is the real choice, isn't it? We got a lovely comment from a lady who um, said that she tried it out one morning, didn't she, Becky, when she was coming in? Uh, yes. with pony, and it was just so wonderful to read that and the fact that she'd listened to the podcast and she gave it a go and actually the first time um her pony decided to be with her herd mate but I think the second time she came with her and it's just how awesome is that that you because that for me is the work in not the work <laughs> in doing nothing is the work sometimes yeah. it's so important yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think that is a, a massive part of it is that you might get a no sometimes, but that no is just as good as the yes, because then when you get the yes, it's like resounding and you know, you really feel that the horse wants to do it. Um, yeah, I mean, there were lots of comments across the board and some people I'm sure will have give it a go. Uh, but I think some people were probably a bit, you know, sort of sniffy about you know how we show it and I think it's important for everyone to know that Becky is so brilliant at putting those videos together you know and she does all that fast forward stuff so it can look a little bit like wow you did all that that really quickly and you know there were some comments like you know you didn't seem to reinforce that much and it's hard because you don't know as you said the history of, of Reggie now with another horse that could be entirely different but the fact that people are going and giving it a go and thinking around it I think is is really really good and, and and if you guys inspire anyone to, to give some a go that's perfect isn't it I think um I'm just going to say this now my connection is a bit unstable so if I freeze then take over from me but I would like to say that regardless of how my goals are or my wants out of a training session my horses will get exactly the same feed whether it's um what I want from them in in inverted commas or what actually happens they get a feed at the end and they get the same amount of feed so there's never a withdrawal at over that session they will get their feed throughout that session so I want to make that clear but I thought to keep us on point 
do you shall we go through some of the comments that we've highlighted because i think otherwise this podcast is going to turn into four hours because we could go so down down so many rabbit holes and i think that we've we i highlighted so i had lots of so i shared my post on whether i will do that again or not i don't know but i did share my post on several forums but i've what i've done is i've selected the comments from my page because i can't i can't keep up that's the other thing and and that's the other thing i want to say i had said replied to the comments and said thank you for your comments or yeah understand that we're going to discuss this in a podcast because it actually it's really hard for me to give feedback a without my trainers with me B, I don't have time to go into masses of detail on Facebook. And C, I want actually people to realise that there is a history behind this. It's not, we didn't just come up with it and make a, a two-second video for Facebook that looks fab, um, even though I do think it looks fab. <laughs> you know, it, it, there's a lot that goes into it. So so if we have a look at some of the feedback that we got in the comments, and um, then we can kind of dis- discuss each comment. Are you guys happy with that? Sure. Yeah, perfect. Go go for it. Yeah. So should we start with the one that you were talking about, Kate? So I can't I can't pronounce this lady's name. Nirali? Nirali, I think. So she's the one who said, so this is what she said on the comments. I listened to your episode of the podcast and I wanted to comment that yesterday I put one pony back on the track and wanted to bring in my yearling for her session. She came up to me as usual, but I could see she really wanted to go and talk to the other pony. I asked her to lead with me, but she stood still, which is unusual for her, and looked away to the other pony. I thought about your podcast and I took the help halter off, although I really didn't want to. And she stood for a minute, then walked away to talk to the other pony. I want her to have a choice and know she has a choice, but it's hard to let go of being in charge, in inverted commas, if ever I was. I wanted to thank you and Kate for helping me see that my choice is not always my pony's choice. Now, this is a comment from the podcast but it's where we discussed the dismount training so um so that was really interesting because she gave that she went out to see her pony and her pony chose not to go with her and that can be really hard and but she's like rejection isn't it though it's like the person has to go through rejection and everybody has a different level of resilience to that. Some people have a real sensitivity towards rejection. So it's actually really challenging the person themselves as well, isn't it? It is such a a big thing to say, I mean, even if it's your dog or your cat or anything, giving them the choice, you you don't want to get the, no, I don't want to be with you. That but the way that that's interpreted rather than that's just the information that is given. And, you know, right now, for whatever reason, my horse deems it, it needs to be with it, it these other herd members. So oh, it, it's yeah. really difficult. And, no one likes rejection. And I think it's, it's super important to know that it's not necessarily personal rejection. Yeah. It's not, I don't want to be with you. It's, it's always, you know, choice because there are things on that day if your horse has just had some interaction with another horse or if your horse is hungry it's it's never personal and I think we find it hard because there's all this kind of heart to heart soul to soul human to horse which is lovely but for me that's not real the reality is that it's another living being with needs 
on the day that might not match yours and not to feel personal. So if anyone does feel personal and yeah, I'm sure Becky would be the person I would back her up in that from my experience. It is hard when they say no and you had in your back pocket your phone ready to film and you had you know nice little posts in your mind that you're going to put on Facebook um, or even just that you were going to go in and tell your other half about it you know and it is disappointing it does feel like you failed as a trainer but honestly it's a win it's a massive win for me when horses make choices like that it's fabulous to give them that bit of control it's just mm-hmm. you know so a fantastic it's so nice to hear that from from somebody and that you two have made that difference it's incredible and also you know it, it is kind of showing you I guess in a way that your horse is relaxed and confident enough to make those decisions so isn't kind of you know got any frozen watchfulness or anything like that you know it's kind of yeah. actually yeah okay I'm allowed to make a choice and I feel confident to do that and that means you're doing really well looking after your horse as well yeah yeah absolutely yeah, and I think if in building that chain that by the, the, the horse saying no today, and I think that's why they don't say no all the time because they know that they can if they need to. Um, but by that happening and building that chain where if that horse or pony says no and they take the halter off and say, okay, you can just go do your thing and be a horse, then that pattern gets set up for the future. So it's just great communication and, and they can use it later. And then on some days when you say, I can't because we've got the trimmer coming or we've got the vet coming or I've got to move fields for you. And you actually say to your horse, the control that you normally have is going to be lessened today. Then they can cope with that. The odd time they're going to understand enough to know, well, you know, okay, it might only be for another five minutes that she's going to have the halter on or whatever. But it's, it's just observation isn't it every time and and trying to be as fair as you can and give control when you can but know that there are times sometimes when you just can't Mm. I think oh I was going to put it back to the dismount Matt which I know we will discuss more of how we trained and why we trained it but with Reggie the mat is always in sight so he can see it at all times now last week I had a session with Trudy and our riding session was 38 minutes I had yeah really it was 38 minutes congratulations that's amazing my session my session yesterday uh, and obviously it's freezing was six no no it was it were I halved it because I sped it up for Trudy so it was seven minutes seven minutes and then he went to the dismount mat so it just goes to show you, but you know, what happens is, you, which is bizarre, is you actually feel quite chuffed when he goes to the dismount map, which is really weird because you wouldn't think you would, but you're like, oh, you've gone to the dismount map. Well, that's really cool. I'll get off then, you know? And it's, yeah. it's really strange, but you actually feel quite proud of him and you feel a better connection. And I'm like Trudy, I don't, I, I don't have that whole, um, you know, oh, there's this, you know, umbilical cord that people can't see between me and my horses. I don't have that. Sorry, Kate's now laughing. <laughs> but um, what I do have is is respect. And that's what I want to bring into it. So the fact that, that one of my lessons in the last seven days was 38 minutes and then another one was seven it doesn't matter the fact is that reg went okay let's go over here now i i'm, I'm kind of done with this we can do something else 
but Becky, don't you also feel safer? Yes, so much safer. You don't know Reggie that well. He's got a lot of stuff ridden. I mean, he's a big boy and stuff. And and it's just like, you can communicate. He can communicate to you. Okay, no, I'm not feeling too good. I would so much rather, you know, ride like that where I feel that it's safe because we're talking to each other the whole time rather than making him do something and not getting that feedback. I I I wonder if we ought to just outline what we, how we taught it or, or describe yes. it in more detail, because I know what you're talking about. And anyone that saw that video, uh, which they can obviously see on Little Green Stables Facebook page, but anybody that didn't, that listens to the podcast um, might just, yeah. Do you want to explain it a little bit, Becky? Oh, well, I thought you were going to do that, Judy. <laughs> oh, I so... don't mind. I don't... I don't mind at all. I just, yeah, it wasn't a test, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, you asked me, and Kate has asked me previously as well, when we were working with Rum, about this dismount, this choice of whether you ride or not. And a lot of people use the mountain. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of people people use the mountain block. So will my horse line up? You know, then... um, I, can't, I think I said to you, I don't want to use the block. I want to use something completely separate. And so we chose my little AstroTurf mat because it's, you know, both the boys, both Rum and Reggie, are very used to mat targeting. And so they understand that. So we introduced that. So um, I think, Trudy, I'm going to pass it over to you now to kind of um, <laughs> yeah, take I, over. That's, fine. <laughs> I, I, that's absolutely awesome. I mean, I think the thing for me to say, first of all, is that I don't, believe it gives genuine choice because I'm not inside Reggie's head I'm not inside any horse's head it's always individual whether you whatever you choose to to do it and whether you introduce it um, it's always context-based so some people might feel they want to do something out hacking and yeah other people it's just for the school but it always relies on a little chain of events I don't want to get picked up on this because you know the science of chains is very different to me just saying it's a little pattern of behavior. It is just a little pattern of behavior so that to begin with, you walk onto the mat with Reggie, or he walks onto it and you get off. There's nothing else. There's nothing else involved at all. It's purely you get on the mat and something happens when you get on that mat and it always happens, whatever happens. So it's it's just linking those two inextricably so that he understands if I'm on that mat she gets off and as you say I've done it with clients with other objects or going back to the mounting block to get off you know Jenny um, that we both know she's quite short and she's had quite tall horses in the past and she's got a purpose-built tall mounting block so to get off she ideally needs to go back to the mounting block so it works well for her that it's back to the mounting block um, but yeah, it's about observing your horse's behavior. So to begin with, you take them to the mat several times and you might do that. Well, it depends on your horse until you are really comfortable that you think your horse has associated that thing with, in our case, the green mat with getting off. Now, we didn't add any reinforcements to that. And you could say that potentially there is some negative reinforcement going on because you get off and everything that he perhaps didn't want ends. You're off, he's finished. But 
one assumes therefore it's you that's the problem but you know it might be that he just wants to stop he wants to you know stop moving for a while whatever you it's not the end of the story when he goes to the map that's just the beginning of the next conversation and the next conversation might be okay so uh, do you need time off do you need a drink do you need the saddle loosening do you need a roll because like with Ron we've taught him to tell us when he wants a roll because it's really concerning when he gets down with the saddle on in the arena so you know it's just a, that little extra element of control for the horse now personally I don't like to put positive reinforcement that would be adding food to the mat because then you're suggesting that going to the mat will get him food it's a different combat for me and I know other people do it differently so I'm not saying there's only one way and my way is the only way definitely not um but for me, if you give reinforcement on the mat, you're suggesting that going to the mat gets reinforcement, which is slightly different to stopping riding, for me anyway. But we can talk about that. Um, you and Kate might have different ideas on that. But that's basically what we did. And you showed a lovely little video that was all kind of, you know, little moments chopped up. It wasn't like a 40-minute session or anything. And I think people maybe see from that differently because I you know some of the comments that I know we're going to talk about you know perhaps didn't see it for what it actually was but anyway that's it's just about giving your horse a bit of control in a ridden situation you could do it in hand too you know if your horse takes you in hand to a certain place to stand on the mat it doesn't want to carry on good it ends the session but it can only know like that lovely lady that said she took the halter off you can only create that pattern of behavior if you do it enough times so fundamentally, that's what we did. We did go to the green mat, get off. We did it enough times that Reggie actually believed that that would, is what would happen. And you've stuck to it and you've been awesome about actually getting off every time he goes on it. And he doesn't take you to it that often. But the first time, I mean, I think the first few sessions, he probably took you there three or four times. Um, and we let him have a break and then you might get on. But the thing to say is that if, if you get off, give the horse a break, give them something easier to do and then take them back to the mountain block and they go, uh, no, you, it's just about observing your horse. If you've got that communication and you go back to the mountain block and they say, actually, no, thank you, even if it's slightly hesitant. And you can tell with Reggie because he's got lots of ways of communicating, as have all horses. So it's an all in package. It's not just about the green mat is what I think I would say. What I love about it, oh, sorry. Go on, Kate. No, what no, go on. What you're saying about communication, it is like, you know, finding a common language, isn't it? And what can be wrong with that? Seriously, what? I think that's brilliant because we try and do that with our other animals. So why wouldn't we try and do it with horses? Yeah, I think it gives them, a li- <laughs> gives them a little bit of ownership over the ridden work that's how I fit that's and I don't know whether that's right but that's how it feels it feels like he's got some ownership over it and like Trudy said it's not about degrees of freedom it's not really about choice it's a little bit of control and and we can dissect that as much as you want and go down the rabbit holes of degrees of freedom and goodness well goodness knows what else but it's giving him a little bit of control and that feels good and yeah, that feels good. That's it. Yeah, no, Shall we have a I, I, Yeah, I can just to say on that, just before we leave that point, that 
everybody's different. We've had this conversation where you've said, I want to ride and that's, I'm absolutely supportive of that. But for every individual that might be different. And we're not saying you're wrong for not riding your horse. If you're not riding your horse, that's great. That's your choice. Um, and you've made that decision. If anyone makes the decision to ride their horse, then adding as much control or letting them own it as much as possible, it, you know, within that ethical decision that you come to of your own accord, then I, th that's what that's all we're looking for. So, yeah. So are we going to go to another comment? Yeah, let's go to another comment. Let's uh, have a look. OK, so this is from Lizzie. So this is what she said. I believe what will happen with this method is you'll spend more time on your green mat than on your pony. When he stands on the mat, you get off and remove pressure. He wins. And it wasn't even your decision. Nice. No more work. Phew. Let's stand here all day. I believe it will create a nappy pony that would rather stand on his safe zone mat than work. Also, why are you feeding him snacks mid-ride? If he does something you asked for, remove the pressure as a reward, as that should be sufficient. Looking forward to hearing your thoughts on this. Lizzie. Oh, that's oh, there's so much in that, Lizzie. Isn't there? That's all there awesome. is. I mean, yeah. so many things. And yeah, oh, I mean, I've almost forgotten the beginning because I just wrote pressure as a reward down, which you know, that's one of the big, big things that release of pressure can be reinforcing, but I personally wouldn't see it as a reward. And I think commonly nowadays certainly in those that understand learning theory, um, pressure, release of pressure wouldn't be considered as a reward. Now, that said, I'm going to say there are some times when that's not necessarily true and we are looking for a functional reinforcer, but it's still not a reward. It will be a reinforcer. It's what the horse wants. And sometimes that might be negative reinforcement. It might be the removal of pressure. Um, and I think fundamentally you answered her question right at the beginning you know with your having I didn't realize that's how long we were in the arena for last week but you know having gone built up I think we literally did a few minutes the very first time and then built up to 10-15 minutes and I think probably then I think last the last time it was about 20 I don't know 20-22 minutes so you know we've built up gradually to that and he hasn't taken you to the mat more and he doesn't stand on it all session. So, you know, I guess we can only say it, it's not true. Um, it seems wrong, though, doesn't it? It does seem wrong. I mean, I'm sure Kate comes up against this as well with with clients who maybe aren't as on board as you are, because I know Becky's really kind of signed up for all this. But, you know, not everybody <laughs> is, are they? <laughs> no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. A lot. Uh, yeah, I, I could say, you know, 75 percent. Yeah, I think and, I and think also it, it depends on the day, like we said. So I did 38 minutes in the arena in the, this week, but I also did seven. So yeah. I have to be conscious of of the choices that I'm making and the choices that Reg is making. So if I go in with that, well, I want to ride in the arena for 30 minutes, 
I might not achieve that because that might not be Reggie's goal, you know, but there might be another time where Reggie's like, well, I'm okay with this. I could go a little bit longer, you know? So I think that's the, that's the difference, isn't it? So it's having that, um, having that for me, and it's been hard, but actually harder to make the mental decision to do it rather than physically doing it, physically doing it feels amazing. The fact that he takes you to that mat actually feels amazing. So if he takes you to that mat after 38 minutes or seven minutes, you still feel amazing. It doesn't really matter what you achieve. Well, it does matter what you achieve times, but the feeling's the same. And that's how I'm feeling yeah. at the moment. I mean, it might change yeah. in six months time, but that's where I am now. <laughs> I, I think it's hard because we are historically the horse world goal focused you know you have to be going to do if you're a happy hacker you have to have a goal of doing a fun ride if you're a dressage train you know you like tiddling around in the, the arena you have to go and ride a prelim yeah it, it's kind of that's what you do and I I think we have a lot of us started to move away from that idea now so you know fundamentally I think what we're saying is if you take your horse to a show and they say oh I can't deal with this we're going to listen to them. And that doesn't really fit in with loading the lorry, platting your horse up or whatever you do for a show, and then going along and saying, actually, my horse isn't doing very well here. And, you know, I remember I remember the pain of that. I remember having um, a little, um, actually, she didn't belong to me at the time, but she was a client, a little coloured cob and going to a dressage test and, and riding up the centre line and retiring. I got from one end of the centre line to the other, halted and saluted and left because I just knew she wasn't happy and it's soul destroying so I have been there <laughs> I do know how it feels um, but I think it's a big leap so we're not expecting Lizzie to go to you know sort of be Becky next week but just even if we've planted these seeds for people like Lizzie I, I'm really hoping that it, it sets off their imagination and to start to see horses as something different to something that can win us medals or does something for us all the time and that they should respect us um, and not the other way around. So, yeah, I mean, there's lots lots in that question, Lizzie, or comment. Really, really interesting. Thank you. I agree, Trudy, because I wrote down, what is the compromise? Because... You know, it's true. I'm always thinking coming from like a business perspective, like how you fit that choice into something like that, because it, it isn't easy for your everyday um, horse rider. They, they might have stuff to do, but, you know, just literally just thinking, just opening your mind to the fact that, you know, these horses are communicating with us and there's so much more to them is, yeah, absolutely it. And if that takes positive and negative comments and all that, Fantastic. It doesn't matter how we get there, but it's the discussions that the important thing. And I think the other thing that kind of hit me with Lizzie's comment, and thank you, Lizzie, for your comment, was this idea of the horse winning. You know, we we kind of we do come up against that a lot of times. Um, I've certainly seen people try to win against a horse and it hasn't gone well. And I think Unfortunately, because, you know, we are in the equine world, uh, a lot of it is competitive. I think that a lot of it comes from that. But if we go in with that idea 
the way that we are treating our horses that much harder, it does not help with our relationships, unfortunately. So these ideas that, you know, I, I can completely understand maybe why Lizzie thinks that a horse would always go to a map because it's just a whole different way of working and a different way of seeing the horse as a partner rather than, you know, I'm, I'm going to make you do this or you've won at this or I won at that one. You know, it's like, uh, I wouldn't say get you in the po most positive of mindsets when you're working mm -hmm. with an animal in that way. Personally, that's my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think it's a we're on the cusp of things starting to change. And I think because we live in a world where people think a lot like us, you kind of think things are moving on a bit, but I can guarantee they're not. Get get on TikTok if you ever feel oh God, that don't go there, moving don't go in the there. right direction. Go to TikTok. I mean, yeah, I'm not a massive blocker, but yeah, you, TikToks are blocking. You, you you need to sometimes. Oh, you really do. You really yeah. Do. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I like to have conversations with people like Lizzie. I, you know, she sounds like she would be interested to know what the answer is. So that's cool. Yeah, absolutely agreed. Are you so, ready for on, another Bessie. one? Yeah, line us up with more. So this is one from Jen, which is, she's a friend of mine and Kate, so we know Jen. And um, it's lovely because this, this is a more positive one, really. So, is it, But she has asked some questions. And again, I like the way she's asked the questions because I think sometimes when we are asking questions um, or commenting on posts, we can, we can forget that we um, train with positive reinforcement with um, our animals and we, we sort of seem to be more aversive. So this is actually quite nice. So, th so this is from Jen. As I absolutely love this for so many reasons, but I am 99% sure that if I gave my mare the choice to stay on the track with the herd munching her hay or go for a ride, she'd choose to stay. Yet, because I've ridden her four to five times a week for nine months, she's no longer obese, she's less stiff, she's less wonky, and no longer requires devil's claw to be comfortable. I'm her physio, by the way. To be honest, I choose to stay on the sofa over doing Pilates, but my body is so much stronger and healthier if I make myself do it. I've sat and considered this for five minutes and gone round in circles. Lots to think about. <laughs> I oh. would like, I, I challenge Jen say, to do it. Yeah. I I just gonna, well, Jen is a, Jen's a fit lady, but I'm going to say that her horse was seriously obese and we were looking at MRIs. And I, and, and Jen said to me, you don't actually have the budget for this. And I said, right, okay. You need to you need to work. This is this is she needs to she, you need to get a fit because I think that's what it is. So we did put her on Devil's Claw to try and help her if there was any anti-inflammatories, and we put her on a fitness program. And there's your result. Nine months later, that horse is as fit and as sound as ever. So Jen has worked her backside off and Stormcat <laughs> to get where they are, and I'm really proud of them. Um, but yeah, that was her. That was her comment. So, but isn't but no one say um, no one saying obviously don't exercise your horse and don't ride your horse. But it, you could you can do both, couldn't you? Like I would like to challenge Jen or listen to this. So ride your horse out, do those things you have to do to keep your horse healthy, which is really important. 
but still make time to do the odd session where you have just play have fun check it out get that information get to know your horse in a different way and I am going to message Jen and say I'd like you to try and see a couple of times and then I'll we'll update on another podcast on that one Mm, that would be really fascinating I think I think it's two different things and I think people always worry I've got an obese pony or a horse I it's normally a pony but you know it can be a horse um, and I need to get the weight off and what do I do I can't train with goodies um, because if I give them sweets there you know which is what we always think of of clicker training as but you can choose as low a value as possible and you can reduce it as much as possible um, so that you're not feeding lots and actually even if you fed one carrot in your training session and you sliced it you know sensibly for a a horse not to get choke or anything um, you can still give some positive reinforcement without it making a difference in terms of them you know having too many calories in um, and and expending those calories when they're doing the work but that aside I agree Kate you could have sessions where you give your horse some choice would you like to come over here and do this with me or would you like to go over there and do this it might just be as something as simple as touching target and having some fun cognitive play um, and you know just adding just thinking if we at least if Jen's starting to think and be a bit creative about it but the reality is as I say that with Reggie certainly it hasn't stopped him wanting to do things and I don't think that I've seen when you give horses control the only reason that they wouldn't do it normally is if there is something physical in terms of discomfort or pain or they've had a problem. So, I mean, Becky might be able to talk to this a little bit in terms of Reg and Rum, because sometimes they don't want to come to the party. And it's quite clear. And, you know, with Reg, with Sweetich, you can tell. It's very easy to tell if he's not comfortable. And it's taken Becky a few months, really, to get to understand how frustrating for him just having a few midges around can be. It's massive, absolutely massive, the difference it makes to him and whether he wants to do it. But we can't know that. We can't know two tail swishes in, you know, a minute. That's that's not big for a horse in the summer. That's not a lot. Um, but for Reggie, you know, obviously inside him, it is really, really frustrating. And that's who he is. And learning who your horse is and what they do want to say no to might be different. Jen might get some different answers um you know if she starts asking the question they might not be the one she wants to hear though but you have to be prepared i look forward to that kate you you, you push her and see what you can uh, get her doing oh, i will do <laughs> don't worry <laughs> okay we're ready for another one yeah um yeah. okay so we've got uh are the green mats in the riding space and he can walk to it rather than continuing past it I think that's what I saw him do at one point. Great videos, Sam. I think that's a quick, quick answer one. So there's one mat. There is one mat. It's the same mat. Because I had another question. What happens if you put other mats out? And it was like, well, this mat is different. It's an AstroTurf mat. So we've kind of associated the behavior with that mat. Uh, I think if there were other mats, 
I don't actually know because I don't have another astro mat. I've got carpet mats. I think Reg is clever enough to know that the astro mat means I dismount and the other mats probably just don't mean the same thing. That's what I think, but I'm maybe, I don't know. Mm. What do you think, Trudy? Yeah, no, I think, I think it's, I think that pattern builds up quite easily with horses. I think they really get it quite quickly. That association, that classical association of this happens when I'm here. Um, and I think that, yeah, that really can build up very quickly. And to say that to begin with, we have the mat it, almost in his line of travel and you would get off every time you go around. So it's like, you know, walk uh, half a circle to the mat, get off lead him to the mounting block, walk half a circle to the green mat, get off, walk to the mounting block. Uh, and you might reinforce him for other things. In the early days, we would have reinforced him for other things, not getting off at the mat, but other things within that little um, cycle of behavior. Um, but then gradually you move the mat out of his line of travel so that then you sense him drifting. You, you just get a sense of him focusing on the mat and thinking, yeah, that's where I'd like to go. And you think, OK, I'll give you the rein and see if you do. And when they take you to it, then you know that that's their control at that time. So, yeah, that, I think that that was a nice short answer. And, um, yeah, that's how we did it. There's other ways. There is. And I'm just going to plug now how we trained it and all the videos, uh, the good, the bad and the ugly are on Patreon. Um, Let's have a look and see. So this is so this is from Laurie. <laughs> I would like to see a less heavily edited version of this. The rate of positive reinforcement seems very low. What are we not seeing? Also, the clips seem to be taken during the same session. So when the horse performs the behavior that is said to mean the rider should get off, why does the rider get on again to resume riding? Without video evidence to the contrary, it seems that no doesn't really mean no at all. Just the horse practicing standing still for a dismount. I think it's sad to discontinue the positive reinforcement for getting on the mat and resorting to yet another negative reinforcement protocol. If you coupled R plus for stopping on the mat with a higher rate of reinforcement for being ridden, the horse might have much more nicer choices. That's a beefy Ooh. one. I, I got lots of thoughts that's, about that. Yeah. Yeah. I've got lots on that one. Um, Thank you, well, Laurie. Yeah. That's great, Laurie. And I really want to sort of um, poke a little bit of thought as well, obviously, which is really nice. And I, I know where Laurie's coming from on this. Um, and just a, a word about the less edited version. Um, I think Becky's probably just explained why. You don't see them on Facebook and that if you join Patreon, her Patreon has got all the training sessions. I would say that they might not always make sense because you might not. They're not sort of uh, we don't go to the camera and say, now we're going to do this and now we're going to do that. So but you would see a lot longer sessions and in context. Um, and obviously, as a trainer, for me, um, I don't want to sort of um, feel that people get training from me on Facebook because I don't think it's a place to do training it's a great place to showcase little things and and spark conversation um and Becky's brilliant at doing all those videos and I'm just rubbish at doing all that so I do appreciate her putting it up um 
so yeah, I get that you'd like a less edited version, um, but you know that's just not how we roll. At, or you know that's not at the moment how we roll. Um, and the positive reinforcement rate was low. Um, well, again, you'd probably need to be a bit more involved in Reggie's training to understand the, his relationship with food and how we've used that uh, lower rate to keep his anxiety around food um, low and almost imperceptible, if that's possible, um, because he did have a, a, a problem with food and food being on Becky and not understanding understanding uh, how that might be delivered so we've worked again if you saw all the, the videos of, of the training we've worked so hard at the reinforcement routine and shaping ah you know that thing where you stop giving food every two seconds to your horse uh, and can actually have a relationship and communication so you know we've worked on that so it's a great point in the video it doesn't look like we use a very high rate of reinforcement um, do we add reinforcement to the mat? Well, I like the reinforcer that is you get an off. I don't need it to be. We will go off and do other things that gain reinforcement. And as Becky said, at the end, if it was the end of the session, he would get a, a whole bucket feed. That's it. Well, it's not massive, but you know, he gets an end. This is fin training finish for the day and you get something to eat. So his reinforcement rate in any moment might be fairly low. Uh, but that's intentional for, for Reggie. And I say, if you saw more of it, you'd perhaps understand. The clips were all from the same session, I think, Becky, from um, memory. Um, but some of them will have been us reinforcing going to the mat being the pattern. So some of it is, remember, Reg, if we go to the mat, I will get off and then, you know, that you have a break. And then we would get back on because we initiated the getting off by taking him to the mat. So it's just, you know, when we start a new behavior, uh, we don't just stop underlining it after two weeks. We, we, you know, sometimes Becky will take him to the mat. And at the end of every session, she always takes him to the mat to get off. She takes him there. So it's just reinforcing that pattern for the horse. Reinforcing is a, a, a bad word to use when you're talking in positive reinforcement. You know, it's because, um, yeah, it is reinforced. It's made stronger. That behavior is made stronger, but uh, it can be confusing for people if we keep if I keep using reinforcement. So yeah, the clips were in all that it were all in the same session. But Becky doesn't just go to the green mat, get off, and go straight back to the mountain block and get back on. I think I've covered everything that um, jumped out at me uh, from um, that one of Laurie's. But it's a great question, and I'd love to sit around a table with Laurie. And, uh, and and loads of other people and discuss this because you know there are just so many nuances here it isn't black and white and yeah it was a, a heavily edited version um but just to spark interest and gosh it did spark some interest so for me it's it's a well yeah becky's done a really good thing there in getting people people maybe like lizzie who wouldn't even consider this they're the people we want to reach, people that haven't even had this thought process. One person like Lizzie, for me, asking questions, even if she doesn't at the moment like the answer or think that the answer applies necessarily right now, is, is where we're headed with it. And I know, I think if it's Laurie, who I know of, then she's way more you know, advanced in, in the geeky world. And sometimes I think we have to move away from that and give very practical um, 
examples of how to do this stuff for people and, and not make it all sound as my friend years and years and years ago said to me, all that R plus minus E stuff, what a load of rubbish. I don't want to. Yeah, and the people are like that. They don't necessarily want to know all that. They want to know what works. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for us and Reggie, it kind of worked. Uh, but yeah, go on. You guys have got lots to say, I'm sure, as well on that one. <laughs> silence. The silence is deafening. <laughs> Well, I think I'm going to be a bit brutal um, to Lizzie, be, uh, to Laurie, sorry, because um, you know what? I put things on Facebook and I don't ask for comments. Or <laughs> I have comments there and that's great if you want to comment and we're having a discussion, but I don't ask for feedback. I didn't put up this post to say, what do you think? So when I see posts from people and they say, what do you think about my training? My actually if i'm going to be brutal i think go and pay a trainer to come and train with you if that if, do not ask people on social media because you have no idea of the context so i'm happy to have this conversation and i'm happy to dissect the video my training and the comments with you guys i'm not happy to do it on facebook to people because they don't understand reggie they don't understand me they don't understand the world we live in and so therefore it's great um that we can talk about it but if I'm kind I kind of am going do you know what if you don't like just move on just move on there's a lot of people doing a lot of shit out there that you can comment on that's really nasty and if what I'm doing is provoking discussion I'm okay with that but I do think there's a way of talking to people about it and I'm not sure that she wasn't just trying to poke a bit of a nest or a, a create a swarm and i'm not into that and that's um, me no, taylor I, swifting shaking it off so i know that's a little yeah. bit brutal that's a little bit brutal but i'm not i wasn't asking for feedback I, I i you know i'll take your comments and we're dissecting them but i'm not asking for feedback uh, if you want to see the whole picture comment on the whole picture that's fine come and join the discussion join us on patreon join the discussion but, you know, until you've got full context, be careful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think, well, you're very brave. You're very um, good at, at being brave, you know, sort of telling it how it is. That's good. I like I like Becky for that. She's good. Um, and, but I would also say that we had a question in this week's uh, Patreon um, discussion on the Zoom, and it was beautifully worded. Now, I knew it was the question that the person was intellectually up there, geeky, knew how all this stuff worked. She gave that much away, but she actually put the question in a really sensible format. You know, I see you are using X procedure. I'm not sure I've seen it used like this before. Could you talk me through the process? which was like, you can obviously in Patreon, it, that, that's the way it works. And you can say, yes, we'll talk you through it. But, you know, on Facebook, I think that's probably often the nicer way to say it. I'm not familiar with this. Gosh, that looks interesting. What were you doing there? And, and what did you think about your rate of reinforcement? I think that's probably the sort of question that I'm much more open to. Um, 
And, you know, I've asked questions in certain areas of Facebook, uh, the positive reinforcement world, and been shouted at by certain people. I won't say any names, but, you know, if they if they know, they know from this conversation. And, um, you know, those people are not so open themselves sometimes when they are asked questions. And so I think, yeah, sure, either share some of your own video when you pose the question, say, look, this is how I did it. Do you think that? works or doesn't work or do you like your way better or something like that just but being the one that always you know waltzes around the internet find because i know what happens in these groups um somebody will because i've been in those groups you know as a an observer and they will say oh have you seen this and it's on this post and somebody screen grabs it or whatever and then all the people from that group who don't normally comment on your videos or your post on your page at all all pile in on your page and start attacking you directly and i think oh gosh that's interesting i, I saw it happen last night over something else uh, in the positive world and yeah i mean i think it probably even was warranted but nevertheless i wouldn't join in on that so i think if you're yeah you it's, it's a good thing that you said that becky i i, I like your upfront honesty and uh, yeah maybe laurie could have been a little you know more gentle in the way she said gave that feedback <laughs> that you weren't asking for and I think also people forget that you're not like a trainer putting it up as a trainer and saying hey this is how you do it and you should do it like this no no with a who loves a horse who not at all decided to put it up and wanted to share it with everyone and I think from our from maybe the more kind of positive reinforcement behavior side of people, I think it really disheartens me when I see people picking holes in other people just trying to do the same thing, but maybe they've got a different trainer who does it slightly differently, but the goal is the same, you know? And I think that I have often been really disappointed by the community and how we're not kind of, bigging each other up and I and I think if we want to make an impact in this world and we want to see change then you know be like a horse we don't want to spend all our time fighting <laughs> do you know what I mean let's let's just get there together and present a united front yeah like, and what are we doing this for actually are we doing it just to have a go at other people and pick holes or are we doing this because we want to we want to do better for horses and what other people do as well yeah yeah, really good points, Kate. Absolutely, and I, I, I think I think questions are valid. I think we've had the question. I'm I'm happy for constructive, and I'm happy for. I mean, to be honest, when I put it on Facebook, my the only feedback that matters for me is my Patreons and for Trudy and Kate. I'm I and for me, the feedback from me and my horses. That's what matters. But I am kind of showcasing, and I'm am putting it out there, so I'm ready for the hit. You know, that's got to be part of it. But I think but I think when you like Trudy was saying, when you ask the questions like we had on our Patreon page, so like, I don't understand this. And could you answer this for me? Could you answer that? Then that's very clear. But when you when you make statements rather than question, as in it seems that no doesn't really mean no at all just the horse practicing standing still for this man. I think it's sad to discontinue the positive reinforcement, 
then actually you're making statements, you're not asking questions and you have no context. It completely depends on the horse, completely depends on the rider, completely depends on the situation. And therefore, actually you're doing yourself a disservice because it just makes you out to be the keyboard warrior. And that is, that's, that is, I'm going to quote, that is ironic hypocrisy um, from a positive <laughs> reinforcement trainer. Yeah, go. I love that expression. I, that That is going I, to be my expression of next year. <laughs> yeah, it's great. So um, let's have a look at some other comments. So this is lovely. So this one is from Andrea. And I know that Andrea has an artist trainer. And I know that Trudy and Andrea have continued this discussion. So this, so she put... First thing we've established after starting riding again after a break is when my horse touches my foot with his nose, I dismount. And this has helped us a lot. And then you, Trudy, continue to have a conversation with her because she has got a plus R trainer, I think, um, that she works with or a trainer that she works with. Um, is Trudy frozen? Yeah, no, I'm no, I'm here. I'm I, just, frozen? I didn't. Oh, I don't know. Somebody's I don't think frozen. I'm frozen. Maybe it's Ooh. me. Mm. Hate. Oh, sorry, it's Becky. Help. Becky, it must be. Frozen. You're both fine with me. <laughs> Maybe I'm frozen. Both. Yeah, no, I can. I can hear. Uh, so Becky, oh. we've... yeah, are we back, Becky? Judy, oh, I'm, I'm here. That. I've always here. been here. Becky looks frozen to me. So okay, well, oh, no, we she's can... back. We can continue. I know I, I roughly I know the conversation because I had the conversation. I think um, Becky said the lady's name was Andrea and we came to a. I think we misunderstood each other because um, she I think she was suggesting that she did the t touching of the foot. The horse brings its nose round, touches her foot. That is what suggests she gets off and she can do that when she's out hacking as well, which is awesome. It's a really good thing to do. And I was explaining that we didn't do that with Reggie because we we didn't want to add reinforcement to the foot touching or any other behavior. Um, we wanted it to be. And so the mat behavior was something it's easy to walk your horse onto a mat and something happened as soon as they get on the mat. But to get the horse to bring its nose around to your boot would perhaps need some positive reinforcement training to do that in the first place. Um, but she explained that her horse did it naturally anyway. So um, it, that he, he had offered this behaviour and as soon as he did, she got off and paired the behaviour together. So there so, are more ways to to train it. You know, it doesn't have to be a green mass or, you know, standing on a mass or touching a target. But yeah, I think Andrea had used touching her horse, touching his nose to her boot and then she would get off. Now, I haven't, I didn't see this conversation, but I'm interested in that because I've seen a lot of uh, that as a behavior from riding school ponies sometimes, not necessarily a positive thing. So I'm interested in the fact yeah. that he was already yeah. doing that behavior and what that signified. Yeah, I think, I mean, I, I won't comment further than what you're saying okay. there um, in that, because I don't know Andrea's horse and, and I didn't see how it was trained, but Certainly, I have seen horses bring their nose round to the girth area in a sort of frustrated way sometimes. I'm sure that wasn't the case for Andrea, but that is one reason that I perhaps wouldn't choose that one as my getting off. 
See, didn't I comment on that nicely there, Judy? That was a nice... Super. It was, yeah, this is how we need to do it. Um, Again, if we had Andrea on the podcast with her, I'm sure that we'd have a great chat because that was, you know, what we... We were very civil to each other. There was no kind of you're talking rubbish stuff it was like there was a misunderstanding I just added the comment about we didn't want to use that method because we'd have had to use food and she was a bit confused because obviously she hadn't had to use food to get a horse to touch her boot I would say that there's not many horses that naturally touch your boot without some training so you know but but you know if that happened for Andrea then that's great that she took advantage of, of that and you know we can do that um you know just pick things out of the world exactly and isn't that interesting so I just had that little snippet and it immediately in my head I'm thinking well hang on a minute I've seen that without knowing the history of Andrea and her horse so yeah absolutely I could have been like well whatever but asking those questions being like oh that would be interesting to find out from Andrea like you know want to know more so um yeah. Yeah, yeah. Show definitely. It, it? definitely. I think I think context and individuality is mm-hmm. always so important. You just never know what somebody's gone through with that horse. You know, even just Becky, she's got two horses and they are oh, two horses that she's training with. And they are completely individual. So different, even though they're both of the same breed, technically, um, you know, that so different you could not imagine it and I think we've all been there and you know in our early days assumed that every horse was the same I've been on a an R plus course and you know it works this way for every horse and it doesn't you you have to be quite creative to make things as good for your horse as you possibly can so have we lost Becky or is she back in the room she's back oh she's still here go on then Becky I'm here and usually quite. So we're, we're nearly done. We're nearly done. So I've got some. I've got some really nice. Well, I'm going to end with a lovely one because this is Hazel, who is um, a, a client of Trudy's, I think, and she's certainly a student and a client of mine. And she said, "I do something similar with Ness. I always get off in the centre of the arena. So when she stops in the centre, I take it as her cue to get off." I usually do one more thing that is really easy so I can reinforce her and then get off. Not as clear cut communication as what you are doing, but it works for us. Mm. But you see, it is it is as clear cut, Hazel. It's absolutely as clear cut because that's a pattern. As soon as that pattern is established, the horse can use it as a form of communication. And, and just to add, there's nothing to do with this conversation, but... Just because I know people think that this is impossible. Um, Ness is kind of semi-retired, I think, these days. And so, um, you know, Hazel does tootling around with her and, and really enjoys her time with Ness. But when we used to have regular sessions, she was on a grass-free track. And we trained, before the school was built, we trained in a field of grass. Wow. And, you know... I, I think I kind of went in at the beginning to help Hazel get beyond the fact that Ness wouldn't want to move because all she'd want to do was eat grass. And honestly, Hazel is one of those success stories that you can just feel really comfortable in that she did everything the right way and Ness never had a problem with it ever. Um, so she's really awesome, Hazel. And I know she does observe her horses really well. So that was it was really nice to have a comment from Hazel. 
and yeah you don't have to go to green maps guys you can go just listen to your horses but fundamentally i think that's what we were trying to say and always are trying to say we might get it wrong sometime of course we do. we're not perfect just because i train horses or train horses on their own it doesn't mean that i'm perfect and i never get it wrong we often sit there don't we in a session and i'm, I'm sure with kate too and you sort of scratch your head and think, hmm, okay, what are we going to do now? <laughs> you know, we have to think again. And but that your horses deserve that of you. You know, they they should have that. You should be able to think about your horses. So yeah, that was that was lovely. And I'm sure there are many other hazels out there listening. And high fives to all of you who are listening to your horses and giving them some control. And just sorry, I know I keep saying this, nothing to do with that, but to do with Laurie's. Um, she, I'm not sure she actually read the words that went with the video because I didn't talk about choice. You particularly asked me to write a few words and I specifically, if you go back and look at the post, I said control. I wasn't giving the horse choice because there's no pure choice. If there was pure choice, we wouldn't have any fields. We wouldn't have fences. They'd all just be wandering about and pottering when we they fancied it so you know it wasn't about choice it was about control for me um so yeah i think that's really important to say we can't give a hundred percent choice and we can't know if it's true choice for a horse or not because we're not horses we can only do our very best and that's that's kind of all we're trying to do guys and show you you know the results here so yeah are, are we kind of checking. We've done all our questions. I'm just checking whether I said choice. Um, I yeah. said, I did. I said, um, let decide to dismount, let your horse choose. Um, something we're passionate about is listening to your horse's wishes. When you listen, you have to honor. So I did say choice. Choose. Um, you said choose, but, you didn't say choice. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll let us off that one. Yeah, my bad. But, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think choice and control do come hand in hand. Choice. It does give the horse some control, but to uh, you know, I know Laurie was suggesting we could have balanced up the choices. But then, on the other hand, she straight away said, "Give more reinforcement for riding." So there, the choice is gone. So it isn't the same choice. Pure, absolute choice would be: if you do X, you get a carrot. If you do Y, you get a carrot. If you do Z, you get a carrot. If you stand on your head and buck and fart across the school and come back to me. You get a carrot. That is that is what choice truly would be. But we're still weighing the odds because we, you know, put tack on them and put them in a field and give them their food and control their water and everything else. Yeah, because that's well, we keep them. I mean, that's the end of it, isn't it? We we yeah. are we are in control of every part of their environment yeah. and their being. Yeah, yeah. So giving that tiny amount of control at times and an element of choice perhaps um but you know choosing between the devil and the deep blue sea is not really a great choice so yeah i think i think it's hard to, to give proper choice it's really hard and i know you know you did talk yeah. about degrees of freedom and you know that that's a, a really deep look into all of that but um, yeah for me at the moment is just about can we uh, do what's right for reg and for you and because it is for the, the person mm -hmm. as well. It's really important for the person because I know at the beginning you probably struggled more with the idea that you might have a session where the horse said, oh, no, don't really think you want 
I want you to get on today. And we would say, okay, you know, but now we are riding. You've still, now you've come to terms with that. You've now got a way of seeing that your horse is saying, mm, not sure about this. Um, so I think that's really a win for you and for Reggie. So yeah, oh, sorry, I've gone on again. Absolutely. <laughs> No, not absolutely. No, I think it's great. It doesn't mean and... that. That's Zoom. <laughs> it's, it's the time now. <laughs> sorry, no. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, if the choice is, if, I don't know whether I'm, I don't know whether I'm stuck now. No, if you're the not. The choice is between the devil and the deep blue sea, or the green mat and a bucket of feed. I know where Reg is going. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And and that's why choice is kind of different. Am I yeah, frozen yeah. again? Real choice. No, you're not. No, no. It, that was that was good. A good point. I love it. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Trudy, and thank you, Kate, for for a having my back, <laughs> uh, b supporting me because I do. You know, I I am a, I'm a thick skin bugger on on Facebook. I know I am, but I'm actually a softy. But, um, and I do take things to heart, and I think that that has been a bit of a a bit of a hit actually, because I normally do shake it off. But when I read a couple of them, I was like, "Oh my god, I'm just trying to do good things. I'm just trying to do good things." And um, you know, and then you can't kind of kind of start disbelieving everything. So I think. Um, but Becky, people great. might think twice now that they know that we will have conversations about these comments because if you post them on Facebook then absolutely they're out there in the public domain so we should discuss them so you know we should yeah so and I'm up for that I'm absolutely up for that discussion yeah because if if we don't get pushed and don't ask the questions of ourselves occasionally you know then then that's not good either so yeah the questions but nice questions you know Thoughtfully put. Constructive. Fair, yeah, absolutely. Brilliant. Thank you guys for being amazing. Thank you for being amazing. And obviously, Trudy, <laughs> who is a superstar. I mean, I don't know what else to say. We bow down. Oh, behave. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, I'm going to stop the recording. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. If you'd like to make contact with either Kate or myself, you can contact us via Facebook. We are Little Green Stables or Ecological Positive Partnerships. Or you can check me out, Becky, on my website, www.littlegreenstables.com. We'd really like to make our podcast interactive. So if you have any questions or anything you'd like us to discuss, then that would be great. So send us a message either via our website or via our Facebook, Instagram and YouTube channels. Thanks. Bye bye.